Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here today talking with Luke Scott III. He is a world-renowned spiritual mentor, award-winning international speaker, and television show host. Luke is the founder of the Standout Speakers Academy, a one-stop shop for everything you need to become a powerful public speaker that can influence millions of people around the world. Luke is also one of the founders of the Academy of Conscious Sexuality, which runs workshops, retreats, and online courses to teach adults and young people the steps to have amazing, loving, and conscious sexual experiences. Growing up in a dysfunctional family, drugs and violence were a normal part of Luke's home and family life. He never fitted into this environment and knew he was destined for much greater things. After having a deep awakening experience, Luke began an intense, journey to discover who he truly is and what he truly wants. Luke now travels the world sharing these secrets from stage and on video so that others can achieve true success and happiness. Welcome, Luke. I'm so happy to have you here with me. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. It's my pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your backstory, if you will. We're here in October, obviously, to discuss things like fears and limitations and I know having grown up in a dysfunctional family myself we're taught a lot of self-limiting stuff in our early family life so what was your early life like and what was it that you learned that was not perhaps so very useful I was always different I just knew I was different I'm sure a lot of people listening will have been the odd one out in their family right because we we come here to raise the consciousness and we choose to be born into these families that are different to us. So we can get this contrast, I believe. Yes. <laughs> and, and then we forget. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, what the fuck are we here to do? <laughs> oh yeah. I signed up for this. So, uh, so I was always very different and I, I was actually a very intelligent kid. I loved reading and computers and games and like trying to figure that stuff out. But, my, my family, I was from a very small town where there's not a lot of education. And so I didn't really get the support that I needed. And this led to me acting out in school. And I had a younger brother who was very similar age, just 10 months younger. And he acted out as well. And we both got expelled from our primary schools for being troublemakers. Wow. Now, this resulted in my mum having a breakdown. And, and my dad was... Um, in and out of mental institutions because he was diagnosed as schizophrenic. Mm, yes. And so my mum basically didn't know what to do with us and sent, sent me away to this children's psychiatric institution where I was there for six months with severely mentally ill children who were like schizophrenic wow. and bulimics and self-harmers. That, that seems like it would be a very scary experience. Yeah, it was for sure. If you misbehaved, these big guys in white would just pin you down to the floor until you stopped screaming. Like they would just sit on top of you and oh, restrain goodness. and physically restrain you. And um, 
after that experience, that six months, when I came out, I completely changed my personality. I tried to fit in as best I could. I stopped acting out. Yeah. I stopped being myself because I was really afraid that if I, if I showed my fullness again, then I would be sent away again. Yeah. Well, understandably, because that's what they did the last time. Yeah. My brother was diagnosed with ADHD and he was put on Ritalin tablets, which basically turned him into a zombie. So, you know, you've got these two very energetic kids and, uh, and so the, uh, the answer is to send one of them to an institution and, and medicate the other one. It's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of crazy, but it's not. My parents, you know, they just did what the doctors told them to do. And they trusted the doctors that that was the best course of action. Yeah. We, we uh, so often give over our power to the medical institution. I find, you know, you get even executive CEOs or whatever, they go in and they sit with the doctor and then they just, mindlessly do whatever they were told to do we can only do the best we can with what we know and yeah I, I know now seeing it from a bigger perspective since I had my awakening and I can now tap into my soul path and see my timelines and things like that that I was supposed to be there and there was actually great learnings in that and that, that was a part of the script that me and my mum agreed before we came here was for us to play that little game um, and because of that, I now have such a broad experience around mental health and I can really help people with that kind of stuff. So it, it really does serve me now as a public speaker, as a spiritual teacher. I can meet people wherever they're at because I've, I've directly experienced so many of the disorders that people would come across. Yes, yes. That is one thing that I, I find. I, I will get clients that come in and they're like, oh, I'm just broken and my life is a mess and I've, I've got all this crap going on. And I'm like, congratulations, you. <laughs> <laughs> you are here to be an amazing teacher and mentor and to touch a lot of people because you wouldn't have all of the t-shirts, been there, done that, got the t-shirt mm. uh, if you weren't here to do that amazing, impactful service in the world. Because you need all those t-shirts if you're going to be able to touch the hearts you need to touch. You do, absolutely. And the things that we're usually most afraid of, they, in my experience, they tend to lead to our biggest growth. They're, oh, yeah. they're, they're, that's our ego's way of keeping us small and keeping us safe, which is our ego's job. And it makes so much fear around these things that are actually the step. So when I meet people yes. who are afraid of public speaking, it's usually because they're supposed to be an amazing public speaker. <laughs> like yes. Almost always. <laughs> if, you, if you're listening right now and you have a fear of public speaking, it's probably because you are supposed to be a speaker. Like people want to hear what you have to say. And so, because life wraps the best gifts in the shittiest wrapping paper, man. <laughs> <laughs> So just hold your nose and, and dig in. <laughs> I, I did a speaking gig a while ago, and it's on my YouTube channel. It's really good. And I talked about how as public speakers, what we basically do is we choose to come here as this, as this teacher, and we go through loads of shit. Let's say we go through 10 years worth of shit, and we're wading through it. Right? It's an absolute nightmare. And we find a way through. And so then as a speaker, as a coach, we package up our shit, we put a nice little bow on it and we sell it to people so they can get through it in 10 days or 10 weeks instead of 10 years. Yes, mm. instead of having to go through all of the gyrations and the dead ends. And <laughs> yeah. 
And so this is, this is what we're doing as speakers. We're literally selling our shit that we've packaged up neatly. Right? <laughs> yes, make, make your mess your message. <laughs> and, so, and so, yeah, I, I really love helping people become public speakers because it, public speaking is the number one fear in the whole world. Oh, yeah, most people would rather die than to stand up in front of a group. Exactly. There's lots of different surveys that they've done. <sighs> and so when you can help someone learn how to express themselves, it doesn't just help them in their business. It helps them in their family life. It helps them in their job. It helps them in all their relationships. And it increases their happiness so much because we're not supposed to be suppressed. Like when we're suppressed, yes. like humans are these we're domesticated at some point we're all tamed and we're not supposed to be tame and i love helping people become more who they truly are which is this incredible powerful wild people that are full of joy and love and and i would never tell someone they have too much energy like if you've ever looked at your child or at your young young person and thought they have too much energy i'll question that maybe you need to step up your energy levels so you can match them you know <laughs> I'd love to be able to buy a bottle of that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here, I'll take a bottle of that. <laughs> I, was, I was with my goddaughter a few days ago, and my wife was like, wow, she has so much energy. Like, what can we do with her? She's like, I'm like, I'm having a great time. Like, I think she's got amazing energy. I said, maybe you need to get to the gym more so you can step up your energy level. <laughs> more but, vitamins, <laughs> something. It, it, these kids are the teachers, right? These kids yeah. are coming through and they, they have it all sorted. They're not suppressed. They're not playing small. They, they shout when they want to shout and they sing when they want to sing and, and they have the best time. And, and they ask for what they want. <laughs> yeah, we can all learn a lot from the young people. Absolutely. So going back to your story, what was the path like out of your childhood and into adulthood after you'd been through this scary experience with the mental hospital? and? Yeah, I went through this process of just trying to fit in and trying to copy the other kids. And most kids where I'm from, they misbehave, they do a lot of drugs, they drink a lot. Their average age to start having sex is around 13. Mm -hmm. um, the town I'm from has a huge amount of teenage pregnancy. And by the time I left high school, so like 18, most of my friends were pregnant like, or, or had wow. families now. And it's crazy. And there's no such thing as a career either. Like the, there's no multi-million pound businesses or like where I'm from or dollar businesses. So I knew I had to leave. I loved reading. I, there was no internet really then. So I would read in the library as much as I could. I'd learn from people like Richard Branson and Alan Sugar and James Dyson and all the great entrepreneurs. And I just immersed myself in it. And when I was 17, I left home. To, to just go and find my own way. I went to a university, then studied entrepreneurship. And that was a really big step. This is one of the useful things you can really study at the university. <laughs> well, well you, you would think so. I don't actually recommend university to hardly anybody because... There's, I did a lot of unlearning after my university education. Yeah, in, in the UK, it costs for... A three or four year degree, it's around fifty to $60,000, maybe yeah. a little, little bit more. And most of the teachers I was learning from had never had businesses. Right. So they're basically teaching me things that are in textbooks. 
Nice theories. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so I left university after four years of studying entrepreneurship with hardly any ideas of how to run businesses. But yeah, I, I, if, if you were really serious about any kind of career, you can go and get an apprenticeship. You can just go and do it, right? You can find yes. a great mentor. I teach people to find mentors now instead of like universities, unless you know you want to be a doctor and you need a degree for that. Right. That's, that's a different story. Yeah. Um, so my, my journey with fear was very interesting because I love pushing myself. I love trying new things. And I used to do plays and musicals. Mm. And someone said to me once backstage, they said, are you nervous? And I'm like, no, I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I've got these butterflies in my stomach. My hands are sweating. Like, I can feel it. This to me is excitement. Yes. I said, how are, you, how are you feeling? And they said, well, my stomach's churning and my hands are sweaty and I'm shaking, but I'm really scared. And I realized <laughs> that nervousness and excitement are the same energy. Yes, and it's all in what you're mentally doing with that. Exactly. And so I always had this disposition to be like, okay, cool, I'm scared. This means I'm doing something really great. Like, let's go for it. Yeah. And that's one of the main things I like to instill on people. It's like, I'm really scared right now. Great. That's amazing. <laughs> that's <laughs> an incredible place to be. It really is. It really is. I love Personally, I love going on stage. I love doing that kind of stuff. But I had a weird upbringing, I think, in some ways, because my experience of one-on-one -on -one was always really negative as a child. But I discovered if you go up on stage and you play a song on the piano and you sing or you perform or you give a speech or whatever, everybody loves that. And they they share that love with you when you come back down. So I was kind of, what I want to say, reverse educated in that front um, mm. and very quickly got past that fear of being in front of the group because I discovered it's actually a more loving place to, <laughs> to be. <laughs> At least it was in my, my childhood. One-on-one -on -one was where the abuse happened. <laughs> yeah, often our first experiences of something like public speaking. And uh, this is where fears are made, right? When we're children, usually it's where the majority of our fears are made. Our first experience is typically in a school mm -hmm. or it's that kind of environment where our friends might laugh at us. They might make fun of us. They don't tend mm -hmm. to necessarily appreciate what we're saying. Right. And right. I know we used to have to do like recitals of Shakespeare huh? and we just, everyone would just laugh and then you get these programs you create this trauma and the trauma stays with you and into your in your cells and in your dna memory and you go i'm never going to do that again mm -hmm. it's this very powerful because emotions create powerful triggers inside us i'm never doing this again because i don't want to get laughed at i'm not embarrassing mm -hmm. myself yeah and then 20 years later you have to do a presentation at your work and you get up and you're terrified and you don't know that it's because you, your DNA and your cells still remember what that felt like last time you got up in front of those people. Yeah, exactly. And you think they're going to laugh at you again like they did when you recited Shakespeare. So but one of the things I love to do with people is to clear out that trapped energy, shift it, and it goes so fast. Yeah. Two hours. In a two-hour session, we can get rid of any fear about anything. And I have a friend 
I have, it out. Can, yeah, I have a friend who can do it in 20 minutes, but at the moment it takes me two hours. <laughs> hey, it, it beats decades of, you know, <laughs> going to, to the weekly speaker group and <laughs> practicing and doing that sort of thing. That is awesome. Yeah. We're getting down to our first break here, so I want to dig more into that process when we come back. Uh, thank everyone out there for joining us. So when we come back, I want to dig more into that process of like releasing the fears and working through the fears so that it becomes an exciting thing to do as opposed to a terrifying thing to do. And all of you out there on Facebook, you can hook up with me as Zofia Renea, the Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A, or you can connect with Luke at Luke Paul Scott Official, that's L U. K-E-P-A-U-L-S-C-O-T-T, official, O-F-F-C-I-A-L. So hang with us through the break, and we'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel channel. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. And we're back from the break. Thank you so much for hanging with us. This is Sophia Renea Morales. I'm here talking to Luke Scott III about fears and overcoming those fears. And before we went to break, you mentioned that you have a two-hour process that will put fear away for people, and I absolutely love that. Um, But before we dig into that, I kind of want to go back to your story for just a moment. 
Um, I know as we go through these processes, there are dark moments that turn out to be doorways and experiences that open up vistas that we had never previously even realized were out there. So tell me about your story. What, what was that moment for you? There was a really clear moment for me where I had my spiritual awakening and it brought up this incredible fear that I would be sent away again. Yes, yes, you have a father with schizophrenia and they're going to look at you initially and go, oh, you've lost touch. Uh, And I already had been sent away to an institution once. So Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I got guided, when I had my spiritual awakening experience, I connected to what I call source energy. And this voice now speaks to me in my head. I can ask questions, I get very clear answers, and I can channel writing and when I'm speaking a lot of the time, this, this energy just comes through and it's very powerful. And I remember being guided to go and hug a tree in a public park. And it took me a long time to pluck up the courage because I was so afraid that they were going to call the police, that I was going to get arrested. Wow. And I was going to be sent away. If I tell them that there's a voice in my head that's telling me uh, to go and hug trees and that I can talk to angels and that I uh, have a direct connection with God, then it sounds very interesting. (laughs) 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 And and this was a big thing. I I did a process, a very similar process to what I do with, with my clients now where we went back and found out where was this energy initially created. And I saw a past life experience that I'd had where I was actually a spiritual teacher and I had been killed for being a spiritual teacher. I was imprisoned and then killed for speaking my truth. And I saw another past life experience where I was the person who was burning witches at the stake for being spiritual teachers and speaking their truth. And I saw that we, this life is like a game. It's just a movie. That and is we, exactly what it is. <laughs> and we play all the parts. <laughs> sometimes we're the heroes and sometimes we're the villain, like in Star Wars or something, you know, we're the, we're the dark side and then we're the Jedis and we, like, we, we, we play both sides. So when I was hugging, about to hug this tree or contemplating it, it's not just my fears from this lifetime. I'm bringing all this ancestral stuff and the stuff from my father line with my dad as well. And, and this huge amount of things that we're not necessarily conscious of. So if you are afraid, anybody who's listening, if you have a fear of heights or snakes or speaking or anything, it's not your fault. It really, it's not your fault. And all you need to do is just decide that you're ready to, to clear it and find someone who can help you. The process I do is amazing, but there's lots of other people who can help you do the same thing. I would say find an energy worker, find someone who can clear it on an energetic level. Because I did a lot of therapy and uh, counseling sessions, and that's great, but it only works on the mental level. You have to clear these fears on the DNA level, on the cellular level, the emotional level, um, physically and mentally too. And, when you can clear it on all the levels, it is gone forever. Yes. 
Yes. Then you learn the lessons, then you step into this bigger version of yourself and then you realize, oh, wow, what was I afraid of? Actually, that wasn't so bad. And now I actually love public speaking and now I love hugging trees and I actually teach people how to connect with angels and I stand on stage now and I teach people how to connect to God and how they can get a voice talking to them too. Uh, and if you told me five years ago I would be doing that, I would have said you were insane. <laughs> because there's no way I'm telling anybody <laughs> I'm doing any of that. <laughs> but here we are. Yet here we are. So what were some of the steps that you went through um, moving into this larger version of yourself? The, the first thing I did, I had to surround myself with people who were like me. Mm -hmm. This was massive because I, I was in these small towns. I also then went and lived in a small city. There was, I couldn't talk about this kind of stuff. When I moved to London, I quit my job. I broke up with my girlfriend and I moved to London. And I started hanging around with other people who were connected, who were spiritual. And I, I found this great mentor who talks to angels as well. And she was like, hey, you know, I actually have voices that talk to me too. And it's actually not weird. And hey, here's loads of books that people have written. And this is actually a real thing. Yes. And, and look, there's thousands of people in London, just in London, who do this too. And why don't you start hanging around with all of us? And we definitely don't think you're crazy. That was massive for me to be around people who are like me and whether it's to learn public speaking. So why we created our standout speakers Academy, it's a community where everybody's becoming a speaker. So we're all working through the same fears and we're at different levels and we can help and support each other. Well, so my Academy of conscious sexuality is the same. Everyone's on a journey to become more conscious around sex and intimacy and can build deeper relationships. So you can really go there and be vulnerable Nobody's going to laugh at you if you're vulnerable and if you're sharing your deepest, darkest secrets. They're just going to give you even more love. Like They're just going to feel compassion for you. So you have to get yourself around the right people, around the right communities. And the fastest way to do that is to find a mentor. Mm -hmm. That's what changed my whole life. Just yeah. find someone who's done what you want to do and ask them to show you how. Exactly. Well, and sometimes you do have to change the environment that you're in and who you're hanging around with and go someplace else. I know for myself, I've been guided different places at different stages in my life. And sometimes you're ready to go and sometimes you don't feel like you're ready to go, but it's always the perfect moment when the opportunity arrives, when the pull arrives. <laughs> so what was it in that you noticed in yourself that caused you to say, okay, I'm going to quit the job. I'm leaving the relationship with a girlfriend. I'm going off to London. How did that arrive for you? It was inevitable. Uh, once, I, once I realized what was available and I went back to my old life and my old friends and my old job, I just I realized how shallow everything was. There was no depth to it and it, it wasn't satisfying. It's like... I know now that all I want is to be loved, to be vulnerable, to be around people who are honest and who support me. I'm a big softy, but I used to pretend I was very tough, right? And I was tough and I could be that, but that's just not my default. Like that was an act. That was a persona. 
And so once I realized I couldn't get that from the people I was with, I just knew I had to find a new tribe. I had to find new people. It was, and it was very clear for me. Now, it was uncomfortable because I was in a great job, a very well-paid job as a senior manager in this big multi-billion dollar company. And I left that behind. I was in a relationship that I'd been in for almost five years. Mm-hmm. And I left that behind. I had two cats that I absolutely loved. And I had to leave them behind. I had to leave everything that was comfortable to come and find this new place. Because even though I was comfortable in that old place, I wasn't happy. Yes. I was waking up in the morning. I was dreading going to work. And I I just felt this big hole inside. And I just had no idea how to fill it. And so I had to take drastic action. And that works for some people. Other people that doesn't work so well for them. So you know, you know how you handle pressure. If you're the kind of person that handles pressure well, you can go and do that. If you don't handle pressure so well, I'd say take your time and make an exit strategy and like ease yourself into the new situation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and some of us are, what do I want to say, are stubborn and need a two by four up the side of the head. <laughs> and your soul will take care of that. That's kind of how mine went. <laughs> Like, no, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then my soul went, smack, I'm going to destroy this life of yours because you're not moving on your own. <laughs> There's an amazing little, little tale, a uh, little parable, I guess. It says, first, your soul will speak to you in a whisper. Yep. Whisper, so, so gently, just yes. lovingly and gently. It will guide you in the way. And then if you don't hear that, it will shout and say, hey, come on, it's time to go. Wake up, up. let's move. (laughs) Get up, come on. And then if you ignore that, it will slap you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You will get a slap. It will say, we are Not always with the hand. (laughs) We are moving. We are moving now. And then if you ignore the slap, then it hits you with a bus. Uh Uh-huh. And sometimes it's a literal bus. Many of my clients arrive after having had some pretty devastating, life-changing accidents. Yeah, if if you need an accident or an illness or an injury to make you change, it will. Like if you are so busy in your job and your whole life is about your job and that's not making you happy, but you're worried about money and the bills, it'll just give you cancer or something. It'll just make you sick or you'll have a skiing accident or there'll be something that leaves you bedridden so you have nothing else to do but go inside. It puts you on the bench and you you get to sit and really think about what you've been doing because guess what? There's nothing on your calendar now. So listen for the whispers, people. Listen for Please. the whispers. At least listen to the shouts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, even the even the the tap on the face, you know. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a Mack truck. <laughs> but but for most people, it actually they they wait until they. I call it rock bottom. They wait until yeah. they get to rock bottom before they make a change. And one of my yeah. big messages I teach people is: you don't have to wait until you get to rock bottom. You can change now. Just change yes. right now. Make a decision. Go to a different event. Make a new group of friends. Contact myself or Zafir and A or like whatever. Like just, just do something different. Like change your pattern today. Yes, one choice is all it takes is one choice to begin that cascade. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. So what was one of your biggest fears 
was it the the being openly seen as a spiritual being or that was a big one that was a big one one of my deepest fears was being alone mm. and being truly alone and i lived that you know, there's this 10-year-old boy who got sent away to this institution and my own family sent me away. And I remember being there on the bed the first night. I pulled the covers over my head and I just cried. And I just cried myself to sleep. And that was the most alone I you could ever possibly imagine feeling, like your own family sent you away. And then there's this part of me that was so terrified of experiencing something like that again, that I would try to fit in so I wouldn't be alone. And so stepping out as this, I like to call myself weird, right? As this, like it says on my t-shirt, <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, stepping out as this weird person who is so honest about who he is and what he stands for and there's a very real chance. And I do repel a lot of people. They just don't want to be around that. I'm, I'm a big, bright, shiny light and I'll show all your shadow and I'll reflect it right back to you. And, <laughs> and that, You're that. not going to be able to hide from your truth in my presence. <laughs> and that's a big, scary mirror for people. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, being alone was, was the big one. But that all actually changed when I got this connection to what I call source because it also gave me this ability to be able to connect with what I call my guides. So we all have these, these guides, these beings, these ascended beings that work at a higher vibration than we do. Some people call them angels or ascended masters or ancestors or spirit guides. And I, I call them my God squad. <laughs> Amazing. The God squad. Great. I love it. Um, but, once you can connect with these people, like right now, if you, if you could possibly perceive how many beings are around us right now, it's incredible. It really is. It really is. When I first woke up, I had like five or six that I would interact with on a regular basis. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. I've got a, a pretty nice size console here, right? Um, and they're like, oh, well, there are a few more you need to meet. I'm like, oh, well, uh, how many? And they're like, we don't want to overwhelm you. I'm like, no, no, it's it's good, it's good. Not I can I can take it. Why don't you just show me? And it was like this sea of angels and masters and beings, and it's like, oh, well, now when I drive past an accident, I'm going to leave a whole pile of you people there. Mm. <laughs> Shit. I had no idea. <laughs> and the beautiful thing, or one of the beautiful things, is that everybody who's listening, they all have their own guides too. And yep. our guides play with each other. Right now, if you're listening to this, if you are tuned into this vortex that we're creating here, our higher selves are all playing with each other. Like You've been brought to this show for a reason. You're listening yes. to this for a reason. And, and that we're connected because there's something we can all learn from each other. And, and we chose to have this play together. And right now, our guides are having the best time. <laughs> well, and when you're out 
on mission, when you're on point, when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, showing up where you're supposed to show up, they like high five each other and like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I work with people um, on their spiritual counsel and, and keeping high vibe and that sort of thing because, I mean, we're in a world of duality, right? And the the disembodied come into flavors just like the embodied come into flavors. And um, one of the people I was working with was like, and everyone who's on my council has to have an amazing sense of humor. I'm like, that's really already done. <laughs> because y'all chose each other before you even showed up. Yep. So anyway, we're running a little bit long on our segment here. I got so carried away. This is lovely. Uh, so we're going to go to a break here in just a second. Hang in with us because we're going to have more of this wonderful conversation when we come back and we'll get you more tools and tactics uh, that you can use to help you on your spiritual path. So hang with us through the break and we'll be right back. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guaranteed, it will be the best hour of your week. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. 
Thank you for staying with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I'm here talking to Luke Scott III, and we're having a fabulous discussion around uh, spiritual guides and no longer being lonely. Um, and I know, Luke, you've brought some really good tips and tricks and gifts and things with you. So tell me a little bit about what you're excited about in your world and the gifts that you brought with you today. Yeah, absolutely. I love creating things and I believe we're all here as creators and this is when we're stuck when we're stifled and we're not tapping into that creative energy that's that's where a lot of like depression and those kind of feelings come from because we're just not being who we're supposed to be so I've created a lot since I had my spiritual awakening we have like six different online courses that we've made now We've created two businesses, so we have our public speaking academy, the standout speakers, and we have our conscious sexuality academy as well. We just travel all around the world doing events, workshops, retreats. So I'm heading out to Bali soon in a few weeks. I'm going to go out there to do some workshops and retreat, and then we're going out to Thailand, and I'm going to take some of my students out to Thailand so they can all speak there in Thailand. We'll do some events together and they all become international speakers. And How wonderful. This, Woo! And you get to do it with friends, which is awesome. And this is the life that every single person listening can create if you want to. Uh, personally, I can't think of anything more fun than traveling around the world with high vibrational people who are all on a mission to raise their consciousness. And like, it's just so beautiful. Absolutely. And so one of the things I really believe is that public speaking can change everybody's life. Like if you want to become more valuable, whether it's in your job, in your relationships, uh, in your business, learn how to be a great communicator. Absolutely. And even if you never set foot on a stage, it makes such a difference in your family, in your community, in your workplace to be able to communicate effectively. Yeah, especially if you ever have to manage or train people, which if you're a parent, (laughs) (laughs) guess what you're doing. (laughs) Uh, If you're, if you're in any kind of job where you have to help people, like when you can communicate your value just massively increases. So I have a gift for everybody who is listening, which is uh, an ebook that I made. And this ebook is called the top 10 public speaking mistakes and how to fix them. I have helped thousands of people with their public speaking and there are some core mistakes that most people make and they're really simple to fix, but most people aren't aware of them. Mm -hmm. So you just have to become consciously aware of them. And when you do, everything changes because people's attention spans are very small nowadays. They're very limited. You have like when someone watches one of your videos, you have a few seconds to really engage them, capture them. Or if you're in a meeting, I used to work in corporate, right, for a big corporate company, and you see it, as soon as the meeting starts, as soon as the person starts speaking, some people, they get their phone out and they're checking their inbox. Mm-hmm. How do you be exciting, dynamic, engaging? How do you captivate those people so they actually want to listen to what you have to say? Or if you're with your partner and you want to, you want to, Go to your place that you want on holiday. You want to go on vacation in the spot that you like. How do you explain that to them in a way that makes them want to go there with you? It's, it's valuable in all sorts of different ways. So if you're interested in that, um, I've, there's a link. You can go. I'm going to give it away for absolutely free. 
so it's my top 10 public speaking mistakes and how to fix them ebook. It is very, very deep and will be a great starting point for you if you're interested in becoming a better communicator. Absolutely. And you can go to sovereignself.media and you can exchange your email address for that free ebook and uh, begin making those conscious shifts around how you're interacting with the people around you, how you're communicating what you want and what, how what you want will benefit them <laughs> as well. So that's an amazing and wonderful gift. I thank you so much for bringing that with you. Do you have any um, tips or tools that the listeners can use out there around fear right now? Uh Absolutely. Yes. Everybody who's listening, this is really important. So I just pay attention, grab your notepads, grab your pens, like get this down because this is going to change your whole life. Understand that fear is an energy and everything is energy and energy can never be created or destroyed. It can only be transferred. Mm-hmm. that's one of the basic universal laws. So what does that mean? It means if you are afraid of something and you keep pushing it down and pushing it down and pushing it down, it is not going to go away. Nope. <laughs> the only way that you can clear the fear is to transfer it into something else, is to find a way to transmute it, to shift it into something else. Now you can shift that into excitement. You can shift that into creating something. You, it's, You won't know why you have the fear consciously. It might have been something that was created when you were a young child. A lot of the time when I go back with my clients, it's something from when they were a very small child. Maybe let's talk about fear of speaking because that's an easy one to just conceptualize. You were a very loud child. Maybe you loved singing and dancing and your parents said, be quiet. Shut up. Children should be seen and not heard. Nobody cares what you have to say. You're just a little kid. And this gets locked deep in your subconscious. And so you stop speaking out. You stop singing. You stop making a spectacle of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that little voice in your head says, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And this compounds then, and you then go and find loads of reasons to justify and back this up. So by the time you're in your 30s, you then have 20 years of experience of why nobody wants to hear what you have to say, because that's what you always find. Yes. Once you find why you created this program, ask to be shown what the gift is in the situation. Because mm-hmm. there's always a gift. There's always a gift. And I don't say this flippantly. I say this as someone who has had an insane life full of trials, tribulations, and traumas. But every trauma that you have experienced, whether it's abandonment, whether it's abuse, or whatever else, you chose to experience that for a reason. Because your soul thought that would be the best way for you to get a lesson. Yes. For me, with being that abandonment energy. My lesson was to learn that actually I can never be alone because I'm always connected. But I had to feel that extreme abandonment 
to then when I feel extreme connection now, I go, wow, like I have this huge spectrum. And, and once I could forgive my family for, for that, I can now forgive anybody for anything. Yes. So whatever your particular trauma is that you chose, just remember this is a movie, this is a game. And in movies, there has to be drama. There has to be something that happens. There has to be a crisis for, or a challenge for you to overcome. How boring would a movie be if nothing ever happened? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so take the pressure off yourself. Like if something bad happened that you didn't like, what's the lesson in that? What's the gift? And you will probably find that whatever that thing is, is your secret weapon. So my book, I just got the book cover back now for, so the book cover is ready. Congratulations. Thank you. It's called find your truth. So we're just looking for the right publisher. And in my vision, it sells millions of copies. It's uh, translated into 14 different languages and it's 13 chapters and 13 processes to teach you how to get connected. Beautiful. So me having that experience of the abandonment, now I'm a teacher who teaches people how to be connected to themselves, to the universe, to others. Like when you're speaking in public, you have to first connect with yourself, know what your truth is, and then express that and connect with them so they can feel it too. Yeah, exactly. So whatever, whatever your fear is, stop running away from it. Breathe deeply into your body. Just allow yourself to feel it and just ask, why are you here? What's the gift? Yes. And you'll see it can go very, very quickly. But if you do need some support, I would love to help you with that. It's one of my favorite things to do. So you can always reach out to me through my website, through my social media. Just drop me a message and let me know that you you, um, heard about me on this show too. And I'll do something extra special for you as well. Oh, I like that. Extra special surprises. Those are beautiful things. <laughs> I I love the spotlight that you put on that, what I want to say, moment of acute darkness. Because I know a lot of people struggle with the fact that we have these dark nights of the soul. And I know many of us would like to go, well, there's got to be a way you can you can move along without having to go through one of those. But the truth of the matter is, I think, around the dark night of the soul is it does a number of amazing things for you. It shows you where your foundation is. And the darkness allows you to see the little bits of light that you can't normally see if the sun were out, for example. And so it allows you to really hone in on what's your direction because all the rest of the noise is gone. So they, they can actually be amazing spaces of, of birth and creativity. They feel like shit in the moment. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but they're, they're, they yield great benefits. So if you're in one of those, blessings to you. We have great compassion for where you're at. Um, And my sincerest wish for you is that you open and relax and find the gift in that moment. There's a saying, which is that pain is inevitable, but suffering Suffering is optional. optional. (laughs) I love that one. 
your partner can have just left you. Maybe you've left your job. Maybe your business went bankrupt. Maybe you got hit by a bus. Maybe like whatever it was that happened. But yeah. now you choose if you want to suffer through that and how long you want to suffer for. It's your choice. Exactly. Exactly. The, the body has amazing wisdom in that it will let the pain go and it, it will let the, the past go if you allow it to. It's, it's like when you've delivered your child, the, the labor and delivery is amazingly, excruciatingly intense. Um, but then in a matter of months, you've forgotten how bad that was, and pretty soon you're talking about, well, maybe we should have another one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's torture ourselves again. Let's do that again. That wasn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> because it was totally worth it on the other end. And you've all played this game lifetimes and lifetimes. So this isn't your first roller coaster ride. You chose this difficulty level. So if you're going through extreme difficulty, that's because you are a pro. You're a professional soul. You came here and you wanted extra adventure this time. So that just means you're a trooper. And when you connect to that power, you will be able to do anything. So, yeah. Yes, you are a multidimensional ascended master just here playing the game of embodiment. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking to you today, Luke. I really, really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. I love it. And please do reach out to me. However, I'm on all social medias. I'm absolutely everywhere and, um, and uh, speaking of social medias you can find him on linkedin for example at luke scott official and i am also on linkedin at Sophia renea morales so feel free to reach out to us there and until next week go out and live soul first Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 